following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Panic, ladies and gentlemen, the casuals have taken control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Sunday, the 2nd of, holy crap, it's a new month already. February's really short. March 2014, this is Casually Hardcore. I'm Gnomewise. I'm Iolite. I'm Dexa. And I'm Grail. I didn't even need to point at people. We're so good at that. We've only been doing this for how many years? <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. I... And this is the first time you didn't point at us, so... I'm... I think it was the first time in like seven years yeah. you haven't pointed around I'm the table. Getting you, the... and then you, and then you. Old and senile. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or he just us. decided to trust <laughs> us. Yeah, the last, you know, let's make sure... One more test. Yeah, just keep saying, telling yourself, oh, he trusts us. He really does. Yeah. No, control freak. You should know that by now. Hello. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I have to teach you guys how to do show f- for two weeks while I'm in Canada. Canada? Mm. What are you doing in Canada? I've got the TED conference in the exotic oh. land because they moved it to the exotic land of Canada. Nice. So. Why Canada? Uh, my, I mean, Vancouver and Whistler, which is the, because they've got main TED in Vancouver. And then Ted Active up in the ski resort above uh-huh. uh, Whistler, above Vancouver, which is Whistler, are um, resort towns and convention centers. And they, they just did a massive upgrade to their convention mm. center. But also, the company that is contracted to put on the Ted conference is based in Vancouver. Ah, got so it. I don't think this choice was necessarily completely accidental. Yeah. Based in like Fiji or, you know. Well, Hawaii they're doing they're or... doing Ted Global in Rio this year. Ooh. The one that, that I got to go to Edinburgh for. Yeah. I hope I don't get tapped for this one cuz re, uh, cuz Rio scares me. Have you seen Why? what's been yes. happening in that country in the last well. year? People preparation for the Olympics. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all the smackdown of the population in preparation for that has not been well received. So there was some amount of rioting going on, and you know. I'm sure you'll be in the yeah. non-rioting parts of exactly. Rio. I don't think they give you a choice. You see, when yeah. riots happen, they tend to go wherever the hell they want. That's why we call them riots. Look, if we can have a five-star hotel in the middle of Baghdad, I think we can <laughs> exactly. have a place for the TED <laughs> conference <laughs> in Rio. I, think, I don't think they have nearly as many Abrams tanks in Rio as they did in the uh, Green Zone. Just, well, yeah. yeah. Just as saying. And never mind the Bradley fighting vehicles. But anyway. <laughs> That's like saying Bradley fighting vehicle because... I still would uh, go to Rio. <laughs> I'm just voting for yeah. I'd go to Rio. Exactly. De Janeiro, right? Come yes. on, sing it with me. <laughs> no. no. I don't know that if song. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. No, I do know that song. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> what decade did you grow up in? <laughs> That's like... Not knowing, I'll forgive you for not knowing the proper name of the song. So if I said, do you know the song Escape? Yeah, I would have no clue. Yes, you do, because it's the Pina Colada song. Right, but <laughs> I don't know the like names of songs up. to begin with anyway. Uh-huh. Even the songs I really like, I don't know their names. Check your nerd card at the door. Just. Oh. 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 Eh. Eh. 
<laughs> Whatever. <laughs> How many games have you played Weird this week? Noise. Not knowing Pina Colada is a nerd issue. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be more like that. I'm not supposed to know Actually, that one. Actually, just check your grew up in the there 70s you go. and 80s. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. That like, would be more like yeah. it. Yeah. I've never really thought of that as a nerd song. No, not really. <laughs> Knowing it's like it, watching the new Guardians of the Galaxy and realizing exactly how many people will not recognize Hooked on a Feeling. True. Won't oh, understand. That was a great song, though. Oh, I like that song. Yeah, it was a great song, but it was 1970s. At so, least you know. they did not use the Hoff, the Hasselhoff version of the song <laughs> oh, for the trailer. Really? Why would anyone use the Hasselhoff version <laughs> of anything? <laughs> all of Germany to show up for the movie. They would. Oh. Maybe the version they released in Germany has the Hoff Could be. Yeah, they would they would dub over because they have a thing yeah. for the Hoff. I I'm just saying. Don't get it. it I, I don't, don't either. Um, oh. Just slow motion, you know, Baywatch running down the beach. Yeah, he doesn't look like that anymore. Um, no. <laughs> and quite no, honestly, he no. really didn't look like that then. He really um, didn't look that bad in Baywatch. He hasn't looked like that since uh, Knight Rider. Yeah, there you go. There uh, you go. To quote uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. No, no, definitely not. Yep. Yep. So, uh, let's spend we're in a few minutes into the show here. We should probably acknowledge that we have a guy in a place doing a thing with stuff. Do we? We do. He, yeah, he turned up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Unlike us last week. But anyway. Yes, well. Just don't look directly at that. <clears throat> Moving right along. Hello. In... Let's reiterate exactly how sick this house has been. I know. Well, and we infected them. Apparently we reinfected. <laughs> no, just me. Well, no. We already we had wrong. crud last week. That's last why there was... Week, <coughs> on Sunday, oh, I was really? like coughing like a mad oh. person. I couldn't... She had oh. her own her own version of it. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. that's why we were... Because uh, we were supposed to duo it last week, mm-hmm. and then you're yep. like, not coming! It's like, you are weak! <laughs> Pretty much. Like I was the week before. Yeah, and mine really throw stones at that point. I'm not sure yeah. if the listeners hey, would be throw tiny little email. pebbles. <laughs> hey, please, because I don't want them thrown back. Um, coughing every three seconds was probably not going to be a good show. Yeah, I, I, I apologize for coughing into everyone's ears just a moment ago, but it's going to happen. Yeah. That's I, one thing about this year's illness is it has a tenacious cough that at long after all the other symptoms are gone, yes, what it the just heck? sets up shop like bronchitis and just camps out. Well, in, mine in is your, bronchitis. It turned yes, into bronchitis. Yours mutated into, into full-on bronchitis. Well, I can tell you, my yeah. cough is gone. My energy's back. I feel good. And if I get leave here and start coughing, I'm never coming back to this show. <laughs> Just so you're, uh, okay. will be Skyping that in is the remainder of the, the run uh, <laughs> from a bubble. Yeah, That's no. the line in the sand. It, it, Grail will give us the finger but permanently. I'm still coughing, so how do you know you didn't get it? For you that? haven't been coughing. Not that much. I have not heard you hardly cough at all. Plus, you haven't been coughing in an enclosed room right next right, to Right, exactly. So, can't oh, feel, Grail. So he, he, heard, he, heard me, he heard me a minute ago yeah. and coffee. basically... You know, like, cough into your sleeve. Everybody, you know, we got to ventilate this room, yep. possibly. <laughs> Disinfect. If we only yep. had some Lysol, you know, antibacterial, that'd Keep be good, too. Keep spritzing it in the air yeah. so that yeah. it catches the drop. just have it like a mister. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to have to get naked and pour, and pour Purell yep. all over our bodies and see what yep. we feel like doing. No. Damn it. Yep. And by the way, Purell and it has alcohol in it. Yeah. Every not single the, And not the good kind of alcohol. Yeah, no. No. Speaking of, I tried, speaking of the good kind of alcohol, <laughs> I actually tried uh, Stella, their new cider. Stella oh, yeah, yeah. came out with cider. I like it. It's actually a pretty good cider. It's mm-hmm. good. cider, C-I-D-R-E, because yep. Europe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. Oh. 
they oh. have to. And oh, where incoming. is the drop in? Um, there we go. The we've paused in our dramatic presentation right. for the delivery of Acorns. pine pine cones. Pine cones. Oh, pine cones. Pine cones. Yep. pine cones that were harvested on the walk today. Go, 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 out. Arch nemesis, go. move along. Make yeah. sure you knock the fan over. Go, go. Nothing to see here. Move along. No, kidding. nothing go to see ask here. Your move along. Go ask move nemesis on. for help. Go on. Oh, look at that. Pay no attention to that go man on. behind the curtain with his <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> hi. She can't hear it. <laughs> CPS can. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking doing shit like that? <laughs> no! It wasn't me this time, I swear. Welcome back, dude. And she's back. Hi. My mom will give me something else to watch. Oh. Uh, the, oh. the crisis is the person has run out. Ah, uh, yes. I'll be back. I'll be back. No, not in that way. <laughs> So, yes, in, in Internet Relay Chat, where if you're listening live, you should be to get the full rounded effect of our presence on the Internet. You will find the Barry Vaughn Awesome. No, that's not it. Um, no, no. Uh, I don't know how to No, but we're going to let this one play because he is here. That's right. I'm kind of a big deal. And I'm, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. And in IRC, Barry Vaughn Awesome. Our IRC rep, nay, producer, and Daxa is uh, losing an argument with her Microsoft Surface. Yep. Her beloved Microsoft Surface uh, <laughs> refuses to mate with its magnetic uh, keyboard. Yeah. That's right. What the hell? <sighs> Reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. Tab A, slot B. They are made for each other. Mm-hmm. Then why did you have such they a... They love each it's other. Natural. It's natural. <laughs> Their bits fit together, is what you're saying? Their bits fit together perfectly. Uh-huh. There, I think that's better. Yep, all better. Arizona retailers would let them into their stores. Exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, yes. Our lovely governor at least... Did save us right. from complete embarrassment. We yes. only had Most 90% embarrassment. A little bit embarrassment. Yeah, so that's awesome. So yeah, I went. For, yeah, I mean, I know Highlight's been doing it as well, but I was in Florida this week, so it's like the what is arms Florida race hardcore people? of yeah. Well, that's where Hims this year decided to take place. So, which is the healthcare technology conference in Orlando in a massive, massive convention center they mm-hmm. have there. My God, that it place is. is huge. It rivals Vegas. It, it is, is. probably yeah. It's it's equivalent to Vegas, I think, just because of the infrastructure that Disney brings to it. It's Disney. Yeah. But nonetheless, they uh, went to a vendor event. Speaking about tasting new alcohol, they actually had a moonshine tasting bar there. What is it with the rise of branded moonshine? Branded moonshine. I guess they had a couple of the moonshine reality TV shows on, and a very deliberate marketing effort has... I mean, uh, when traveling out of town, Eyelight and I... On a lark, picked up. You know, it was marketed them in a mason jar. Yeah. You know, deliberately retroish or you know, moonshiny looking. But it was this apple pie. You know, yeah, apple that's pie. What I had one of those. Mm, it was really good. good. It was awesome. Yeah. Freaking lethal. It was lethal because I mean, the one I had was forty or forty percent, so eighty. Eighty proof. proof, which is your normal spirit, right? 
But it was super, super smooth. Then I had the one that was 100 proof, which was their straight clear, and right. that was that was rough. Yeah, those engine degreaser. Yeah, that was not fun. And then I had like a peach one. That one was pretty. That was good. And then there was like a boysenberry one, and that one I was like, yeah, I'm not a big boysenberry Mm -hmm. fan. It's only one word away from one letter away from poison. Right, right. So, but it was good. I mean, you know, it was neat. Not only that, but also at the same vendor event, they also had like Sub Zero ice cream, which is the stuff they like instant fresh freeze. That was good. That was see, I I had invented the hard cider. Apple Pie Moonshine Boilermaker. Oh, nice. Yeah. And say goodnight, Gracie, because... Night. Make no plans. Right, right. For the rest of your day. But boy, was it good. So yeah, uh, yes, I do, remember, he, I do remember picking up, picking you up off the floor after that. Uh, after I scooped you out of your chair mm-hmm. with, a, with a soup spoon, Grail was saying he, while he was in Orlando for his convention, he had a moonshine tasting that he attended, which apparently now is an actual thing. Yeah. Well, it was just, it was part of a right. dinner event, but they had a little section set up for moonshine tasting. I don't even know the brand. I mean, at that point, I really didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> even if you knew while you Bring were there, you burned yeah. those cells yeah. right out. Yeah. Just the week. It was like, oh, open bar, you know, moonshine. All right, let's, let's try let's, this. Let's do some yeah, damage. Baby, yeah. yeah. I'm getting ready. We're getting ready I for wish our. I been there. Yeah. It would have been great. <laughs> it's, it was great night one. Night two, it's kind of like it was okay, and by night three, you're like, I'm really bad. Adam, the police officer <laughs> said you need to drink more. But night one was really good. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, we went to, uh, we're getting ready to do our conference again this year. It's a full week, and there's a Thursday night. You take all the clients out, and they rent out, Yeah. you know, like one of the Orlando parks or, places. or something. Yeah, yeah, places. And uh, there was actually a... a, a a, a place on the forum where you could mark this year whether or not you were going to attend, and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm not going. I teach on Friday, and I know what that felt like last year. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so tired. Where's it at? Um, I don't even know where they're going to do it this year. I, I, well, I mean, we're in the conferences in Orlando, yeah. but mm, okay. there's. I don't know. Oh bevy of chain massive restaurants around there that mm. people rent out or you know, like, hey, like him's rented out universal studios for yeah. one night and that was the night we're like no we're done with this and that was the night it rained so it was like that was a good choice yeah we were <laughs> last year they did uh they took out the um hard rock they rented yeah. out the hard rock at uh universal studios oh, okay Orlando, yeah. so yep it was go through universal studios get to the hard rock stay there all night right. visiting with people you know, which for me, you know, is that, that is not my strong point. <laughs> Visiting with people? No, I'm not. I'm I'm socially awkward, so mm. we just go from there. That's what the alcohol's for. Well, yeah, but that just makes it worse. <laughs> that just makes me socially awkward. Penguin, I say really bad things. Cup check, cup check in the IRC says, "Come to the South, where moonshine is common at conventions." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or West Virginia, that would work too. I'm sure. <laughs> that actually was your sister. <laughs> so and West Virginia. Oh, now it's a, oh, thank you. Now a Pringle delivery. West Virginia, you know, where if you get divorced, was it still your sister? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a really bad joke. As we alienate an entire yeah. section of the country. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it was a really bad joke. So like also, I said, socially awkward even on the radio. Yep, there we go. Let's there we go. live the stereotype. 
you were saying. So while I was there, also I visited my uncle. He used to own a video store and still has a, just a house full of crap. But nonetheless, like, he has a lot of movies. Yeah, and so he threw on this movie. He's like, oh, you got to see it. It's called The Color of Magic. I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. I'm Do you like, not realize the source material? Not until like they showed the instant when the first scene of the turtle flying through space. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay, this, this is this, this world. world. <laughs> and he's like, oh, have you heard of this? I'm like, yeah, they're pretty pretty. They've done popular. Three movies. And that's what he was mentioning. There's been three, but he could only find that one on DVD. There's Color of Magic. Yeah. Um, there's Light Fantastic and... Uh, it's the one with Mr. Tiatime, Mr. Tea Time, and the Tooth Fairies, and Death. Um, well, Death's always there, but... This, <laughs> they, do a, they do a decent rendition of all capital letters, Death. Right. Um, and Death of, death of Rats. I'm yes. sorry, I'm actually not in the loop on this one. Yeah. You've not read your Terry Pratchett? No, no. We need to no. fix that. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Like, I have tons of time for that these days. Okay. This guy, this guy. Right well, he can do that rather than book, have sex. So that's I'll the just reason read. Why I knew what it was, but it's, you know. an, yeah, it's an incredibly long. It's a lot series, of books. A lot of books. It's right. like Piers Anthony levels of, yeah. of creation. Yeah. All in this one universe, and mm-hmm. some are better than others. Some of them are pretty epically hilariously yeah. good. Yeah. But it had Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy style sense of mm. humor. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But in swords and sorcery settings, mm-hmm. heavily contaminated with other yeah. mythoses. Myth- Samwise is in it as the tourist. Yes. Um, the actor, Penny, whatever his name is, Two Penny or Two Two Feather or whatever the hell his name is. I forget. Yeah. I just, two I just, something. I just remember the the sapient rosewood. Yes. Uh, yes. Chest. Yes. So it was good. I mean, it was like you said. It was it's like Hitchhiker's Guide, the the British version. Yeah, it's that's it's, the way the movie. It's feels. not the easiest source material to adapt. No, no. The humor. I mean, half the the humor of when when death is around is just him speaking in all right. capital letters. Right. Especially when he just comes into a scene unannounced, and but you know it's death because it's in all caps. Yes. Um, <laughs> when the because the the tourist comes to um, Ankh Morpork. Mm-hmm. And he's an insurance salesman, so he's teaching right. the people there about insurance in sewer ants, yeah. as they call it, for the very first time. So he sells an insurance policy to the innkeeper, and later that same night, the innkeeper's in the basement lighting like the fire. burning his house, his <laughs> thing down. Like, get this tinder to strike, and then all of a sudden, here, let me help you. Yeah. All caps, like, oh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, not good. That was pretty good. It was worth the worth. What do we say? What do we say to the god of death? Not today. Not today. That's a whole other can of HBO <gasps> right there. Speaking of which, I actually finished season three. You're all caught up. I'm uh, all caught up what? now. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Finally released. I'm like, what? Yeah. It finally, you guys saw it a year context. ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, they released House of Cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. Three days later, they released season three of Game of Thrones. Mm. So there was the whole week I was in Florida. It was like, how fast can I get yeah. back to this hotel? <laughs> Consume. I ran through House of Cards the entire week I was there. I saw the 12 episodes or yeah. so of House of Cards that they had. And then um, I watched the first four episodes of Game of Thrones on the plane on the way home. And then came back through. So, and And I have finished and... I actually had the conversation with my husband. Can we get HBO, please? <laughs> and sure. he said... $110 extra a month when all is said and done. Yep. Yep. 110 extra dollars a month for us to get, 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 get HBO. HBO. Or we would just get HBO. Because yeah. <laughs> really, there's very little else on cable. Uh, but it's never anything like a Monopoly or a Racket. Cable? Yeah, what else do we watch? 
cable. The only other thing that I need it for is just the NFL Network one. It's football season and ESPN for CW's football. CW is not cable, right? No. What else? That's. I would. I mean, if I did the packages required to get to HBO levels, yep. the only other thing I would use occasionally would be BBC America yeah. Yeah. for Top Gear and Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's but that's yeah. not worth $110 a month to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. To get two stations, basically get three shows. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Not when I know that there's alternatives out there. And feed me more legitimate alternatives and you will get more of my money. And I know you're listening, industry. So I just, yeah, I'm, I'm just sad because I will again wait another year because I'm not going to pay $110 a month for a single show. I bought the entire season for what? $37. Oh. Yeah, you know. yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely more cost effective. You can always do the turn it on, turn it off method. Yes. So I mean that's an option, and usually if or you can catch it on a package deal, you can get the HBO portion for free as well for the portion. Right, but the, pack, the package the package deals are almost never can monthly. You, can you buy it on it uh, like Amazon or any of those? Can you buy any of those paid networks on there? Because I know you can nope. buy no. some of the other ones, but not, just HBO. not HBO. Nope. Huh? nope. HBO has experimented in very limited areas very recently with people being able to buy HBO Go by itself. Yep. So there's movement there. Yeah. Because that's all they need to do is just sell HBO Go. Yeah. Yeah. But they know if they do that, they will alienate every cable company partner. Oh, without a doubt. Right. That would be a huge blow to kick because there's a lot of people that are probably The cancellations would flow like blood. Right. And it'd be a red wedding. There you go. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And the answer is what? Why not? That actually, that because they make more money with under right. the current regime, right? Really? Um, yes. Do they really? They they claim That'd be to. Interesting. I'm sure they are. That I mean, HBO would make money no matter what, right? Right. But when it came to the negotiating table, the next time uh-huh. to all their cable partners, when all their agreements are up, uh-huh. they've married think, someone what, else. Well, yeah. What do you think the uh, the feeling across the table would be at that moment? Yeah, but you got to think about you've got no middleman, right? Yeah. It's pure profit. You mm-hmm. already have the system in place because you already do HBO Go for the for your paying clients. Because yeah. you forget about the scale and the breadth of the cable yeah. companies. The rest of this country is not like us. They are not completely suffused with the internet and cable television, good old-fashioned coaxial mm-hmm. cable TV is the only way that they consume this stuff. And they outnumber us massively. So it doesn't make sense for them to cater to the us's of the world because they get so damn much more money from the thems. Well, I think the other issue, though, is that the cable HBO doesn't control internet service. And True. we're already seeing instances now where Netflix is running into issues or having to pay more right. to internet providers who also yep. happen to be cable providers so hbo maybe doesn't want to tackle that as well today yeah. they'll say like yeah we can offer hbo go but with the markup and everything they'll charge us to do it we'll have to you know it'll be almost as much as folks would just getting the yeah it wouldn't be enough of a difference that people would probably just stay on the cable the scale has not tipped yet yeah well, i saw that that uh I, ha- I didn't actually get a chance to read it so it's headline only the verizon um, justifying why they're going to pass on higher costs to broadband. Well, uh, the hilarious thing about that you know. quote from the Verizon CEO is... Of course you should pay more. He's, But he's trying to say, and that's what net neutrality means. He basically states, heavier users should pay more. 
and that's exactly what net neutrality is all about. Mm. And that's not what net neutrality is about in the slightest. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's demonstrated You are just twisting w- history right there. No, he's just completely indicating lying. he does either lying or profoundly doesn't understand it. And this is the CEO of a major internet service provider. Yeah. Verizon. He's just using a talking point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone in their marketing department has given them a talking point and they are using it. And some air quotes journalists who just basically all, all they sitting in the audience who all they know how to do is reprint press releases is lapping that up. Mm-hmm. And saying, oh, I always kind of wonder what net neutrality was. That means if you use more, you pay more. Right. it's not. That wouldn't be very neutral, would it? What the guy said. He's the guy what gives us the nice gifts and the the, the funny money under the table. And I'm not going to come back him. I mean... It doesn't have to be Hicks. I'm just going on on the limb there. It can be a bunch of people. No, I was just saying that's what he... I, not, I was I was trying to do the I've I've taken a drink I'm mm, a drunk person mm, hick I sorry not the uh, again socially awkward <laughs> over here I'm just gonna shut up the rest of the show just sit here in front of the microphone and not say anything I wasn't <laughs> trying to do a hick I was trying to do a drunk hick oh okay <laughs> <laughs> the word you're looking for here, here is a hiccup a hiccup yes yeah, that's the okay. word I'm looking for bye see you guys later uh, <laughs> that was funny. So anyway. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, in station news, mm-hmm. uh, all of the expansions that uh, were part of the Indiegogo fundraiser mm-hmm. are fully implemented and rolling. Yay! Yay! So what were the expansions? <laughs> I hate you so damn much right now. Just thought you should know. Thank you. Love you too. So now tell us what the expansions are. <laughs> for, never, for the listeners. Never, for the listeners, I'm of never letting I, you I get mean, a media pass. I ever. Uh, <laughs> yes. We have expanded from one live streaming channel to four. Dang. So we have two channels of talk radio, one partnered with uh, Coverville of 24-hour, 24-7-365 music with request system. Mm. And now we have a dedicated special events channel so that when we do things like Phoenix Comic Con, uh, to to which all kinds of neat people are being uh, invited. Jim Butcher is going to be there. Huh? Jim Butcher. I know. That's so Mm -hmm. cool. Try and snag another interview with him. Between Butcher and Crowley? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but when we do things like that and hope shooting for Dragon Con this year and PAX and all that fun stuff, there's a dedicated channel for it where we won't be kicking other regularly scheduled live shows off the air. So that's there. Uh, the podcast incubator is in place. So if you're interested in trying your hand at podcasting and want to focus on the hard part, which is the content creation, all the hosting everything you need to do either just a regular podcast show or we have a dedicated shoutcast stream for people who are trying for the first time live shows all completely for free all you have to do is send an email and ask for it (laughs) oh darn beg for it (laughs) (laughs) bark like a dog come on bark like a dog (laughs) bark like a dog and hop on one foot just saying but again Um, people were 
exceptionally generous. Yes. We made every stretch goal we, I, stuff that yep. I had never That's expected awesome. to happen. Nice. So everything uh, that was part of all the stretch goals, it's all in there now, ready Yay. for your enjoyment. New players on the front page, improved mobile player. Um, as an aside, this wasn't part of the fundraising. We're working on uh, new and improved mobile apps. Hopefully get that rolled up. That was a separate thing. Um, just check out the front page of alphageekradio.com. You'll see all the changes in place. And if you're interested in trying out podcasting and or live streaming like what we're doing right now, um, nice. you just need to ask. It's all Look in place for that. you and ready for you to try on for size. Cool. So from the IRC, they want to know if it's just Coverville songs or is it a mix? It is... Right now, it's a really rudimentary robot that is programming it. We are slowly bringing in um, more music. Brian has a ridiculously large library. Mm-hmm. The entire Alpha Geek library is in there now as of mm-hmm. a day and a half ago. So if you go to the request portal, you can search. And all the stuff that I had on the, the test radio I was doing earlier, all the Paul and Storm and mm-hmm. Double Clicks, that's all in there and is requestable. Cool. The stuff that's coming up, on the autoplay is all Brian's stuff because we have just a limited script there that's just doing a, a random grab from his his okay, stuff. Sorry. But if you want to do the request system, it's all in there ready to play with. So then, uh, do we also have the it set up so now they can also, if they want it, they can double they can click on it and go buy it. The songs. It's all in there. Perfect. Nice. Very cool. And uh, just as a, an aside, because it is rudimentary, and because it is random, <laughs> as we were listening yesterday. We were listening yesterday in the car. We had it had it streaming. We were testing how long, what the buffering was like, and yeah. and things like this. Um, so we had um, a, a a metal song. It was like an it, ACDC it, it, cover. It was type. Metallica covering Metallica. another song. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh. It's cover. Metallica cover. Right, right, all of right. Brian's licensing um, is for covers, so we have all yeah. that covered right. under his uh-huh. under his umbrella. Right, followed by Willie Nelson yes. cover. <laughs> Followed it by was what? by Will, a Willie, Willie Nelson, Nelson cover. Oh, okay. And it was a very abrupt switch. All kinds of music and not care when they pop up. Please. At this moment, the yeah. eventual mm. goal, which is totally is cool. to have I it play yeah. with my music. Well, it's going to play in blocks eventually. The, ah. the, the, the what Brian and I have talked about is it'll be probably half hour blocks. That's good. There'll be a, 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 a header that comes in and coming up next on Coverville Radio, yeah. a block of. Uh, Acapella covers or okay. heavy metal covers, and, and so you'll you'll, you'll hmm, know cool. if you're in the middle of something until you hear an announcement. Otherwise, you're going to get more of similar stuff. Right. But yeah, this one is going to be some weeks in the completion, just because of the the unbelievable volume of stuff that Brian has in his years long accumulation of library of musical library, and the. the somewhat annoying and tedious process of bringing it in to Sam Broadcaster properly um, because Brian had a vision and it's a good vision because he's he's Coverville. Mm-hmm. He is all about covers and if you hear a cover and you can't quite place it and you come to the site and it doesn't tell you who did the original, that's kind of no missing purpose. the point. Right, right. Exactly. That functionality didn't exist in Sam Broadcaster, so Brian's actually working with a database programmer and has created the system that oh, when okay. you go to the page now, it tells you, here's the song, here's the artist, and here's, here's the, the original, original artist. So it's nice. all working now, but that took some doing and basically building of new systems that weren't already there because um, he wanted to do it upright. And Very cool. that coupled with the just the, the mountain of music that's slowly trickling in, it's just going to take time. And it'll eventually get there. It's functioning. It's entertaining now. Just expect to do the occasional mental gear shift from 
one wildly different uh, style of music to another because it's just it's just yeah. doing random picks from a very large library. That's cool. really cool though. But it's all out there, um, all thanks to your kind donations. So thank you again for your generosity. And best listeners ever. Yep. Best yep. damn listeners ever. <laughs> and happy to say everything promised has been delivered as quickly as I could manage. And enjoy. Cool. Because nice. that, that ultimately is the whole point of this exercise is yep. use the hell out of it. Very cool. Uh, that also being said, if you know of any uh, internet podcasters out there who you think might benefit from adding a mobile live audio stream to their show, send them our direction because now we have excess capacity that we can fill. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's a happy thing. So wow. we're looking for new shows to add to the network always. And with the addition of the second talk radio dedicated channel, we got room. I've also revamped the schedule to be much more easily readable on mobile devices. Hmm. So if you come to alphageekradio.com and just click on schedule at the top, it just lists it in column form from the current date and time going down. You can just read what's coming up next, what's coming up next, and, and on which channel. And works. And it's nice and fat and full. And I would love it to be even more fat and full, but I deliberately made it. Uh, such that it would work well on desktops and cool. portables, because portables are the rising tide of uh, consumption. Mm, very cool. Consume! So you can see, if you check the schedule, that whereas Sunday used to be a barren wasteland, except for the Island of Joy, Light, and Kittens that was <laughs> casually hardcore, <laughs> there's now another show on later in the evening. Oh! Wow. wow. Look at that. Geek.io has joined with Alpha Geek Radio to simulcast with us. So they it, do live shows oh, a couple times a week. And they actually have a rotating, they go back and forth on their okay. Sunday evening one between um, their comic focused show and their Disney focused show. Hmm. So this week is Disney. Disney. And then next Sunday, they will switch back and forth between Comic Alliance and this. Cool. Ah. So. Keep an eye on that comic schedule because comic as in comic book. Oh, okay, yeah. comic books. Um, so keep your eye on the schedule because things are likely to appear there. Just keep an eye on the front page. We'll announce new artists as they uh, join the network. And if you're interested in trying your hand at this podcasting thing, send us an email. We'll get you set up. We'll do all the the hard work for you, so you can focus on the harder work. It's like everyone having their own you. That's kind of the point. Yep. <laughs> it's all just fill in the blank, and then you'll have your own shell, and all instruct and access to the forums where there's other broadcasters hanging out for when you have the inevitable questions. But I want to try to make the technology part of it as turnkey and free as possible, so that again, you know, the, the, whenever someone asks me, you know, hey, I'd love to get into podcasting. You know, wh- what should I do? Is like, the focus is on your content. The content is the hard part. Yeah. Of coming up with stuff to talk to consistently and not losing momentum and all that fun stuff. Because I wanted to take the technology piece out of it so people can have all the energy they need. Just for the content. For the hard part. Yeah, <laughs> the, because technology, I mean, to some people it's kind of scary. You right. Know? And, and as technology-centric as podcasting is by its very nature, mm-hmm. there's no shortage of people... Very high-profile people, I may add, mm-hmm. who technology scares them. Yeah. Um, but they're excellent content creators. So this is an effort to take that burden off of people's shoulders so we may discover the next great uh, content creator 
and who may otherwise have been intimidated by the technology to the point where they decided not to bother. Mm -hmm. So please bother. You could be the next big thing. Oh, yeah. Trying to figure out someone big. See, when you go off and have your solo career and then you're... No, I know. Someone big in radio. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey was big. Good day. I liked him. He was awesome. the best things. Uh, all the things. Okay, we are past time. So yep. it is time for the break, for which I am not ready. Um, nice. Nice yeah, job, boss. We, we got rolling and talking and... And talking and rolling. It's a happy <laughs> thing. You are listening to Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com, brought to you by and on a doghouse systems computer. This one in particular is a Mobius laptop portable gaming rig, which also just happens to be massively powerful enough to uh, do all of our live streaming and encoding without even breaking a sweat. Um much like many other gaming computers out there, but what these guys have above and beyond that is the service after the sale, which I have had the opportunity to experience. That's right. Because uh, I managed to <clears throat> kill Break it. kill the Wi-Fi adapter on my laptop. Yeah. Uh, which was handily taken care of. Uh, troubleshot uh, one-on-one with uh, the same tech assigned to me from beginning to end, handheld me through the entire process, figured out what was wrong, Sent overseas, got the parts, stuck them in the box, sent it back to me, and it hasn't broken since. I've managed to not blue screen it since then. Yay! I've not done the shuffle shuffle zap on the uh, with the wool socks on the carpet or any other dumb things like that to kill my brand new laptop. And all with sunshine and kittens in what could have been a horrifyingly annoying situation. So if you're looking for superior gaming rigs that are built by gamers, for gamers, and from a company that's actually going to be interested in talking to you after they have your money and when you have an issue that needs addressing, <coughs> these are the guys for you. So check them out on the internet or just follow the link from our front page to doghousesystems.com. We appreciate their sponsorship and their shiny, shiny laptop. That's right. Oh, yeah. We shall return. This is Dills from The Instance and The Angry Chicken, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio. We are the Double Clicks. This is my sister, Angela. I am her sister, Aubrey. This is my sister, Aubrey. <laughs> this is a song about a game we like. You're sure not tall, and you're not all that attractive, because you're a level eight dwarf, and you drink too much ale. You drink way too much ale. But you've got a nice axe and you know how to use it It's plus two against zombies And the moment you set foot in this campaign You set a magic missile on my heart and charm person on my brain Dungeons and Dragons Yes, I like playing Dungeons and Dragons with you Yes, I do. Yes, I like playing Dungeons and Dragons. But I want to get you out of this fantasy world and into my fantasy and out of this basement and into the sun. Dungeons and Dragons, one time you saved me by setting an oncoming horde of golems on fire. 
And one time you saved me from the mouth of a volcano Cause you can levitate, which was a very clever spell choice And I think the other players might be starting to suspect Cause you're always saving me when shit turns to heck But this is so much more than Dungeons and Dragons Yes, I like playing Dungeons and Dragons with you Yes, I do. Yes, I like playing Dungeons and Dragons. But I want to get you out of this fantasy world and into my fantasy where you could be my boyfriend and we could go out to dinner. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. As we finish this battle, and we slay the dragon and look around her lair for loot like golden magic items i look around this room at all these fucking nerds and all their fucking books and their fucking dice and their primarily windows based computers and their doritos and mountain dew Everything here is disgusting but you And Dungeons and Dragons Yes, yes I, I like playing Dungeons and Dragons with you Yes I do, yes I like playing Dungeons and Dragons But I wanna get you out of this fantasy world And into my fantasy And into my bed Where we could have sex Dungeons and Dragons. Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Geeks in a Gaming World. And there they are. Yeah, there are two of them at the table anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that shtick gets old. You gotta actually put some effort effort into into gaming. (laughs) Like, you can't every week be like, oh, I didn't have any time. I mean, this is... no. You were sick. This is What else are you gonna do when you're sick? You might as well play some games while you're lying there hacking up a storm. No, this is my continuing admission that gaming has departed my life for the foreseeable future. So sad. So sad. I've... Tried. I tried to do a little Hearthstone action. But uh, you said you liked Hearthstone. I yeah. do like it very much, but I, I'm in that middle ground of I want to know to know more and do more mm. to understand the math underlying the game. Uh-huh. So it's very much. I mean, it's it's your normal TCG. It's yeah, heavily yeah. reliant on math, and the time commitment there with the constant interruptions of it's it's just not compatible with mm. the life. And I just I I trying to keep my priorities in a sensible and reasonably responsible order. Then just play games that have like a limited yeah. you know like that a, and you may have heard something about based. certain yeah. upgrades being done yeah, no, to no, the station lately. That crap didn't happen overnight. So my free time has been somewhat dominated by learning how to code things and I'm not a coder, so some of it didn't go necessarily very well on its first try. Mm. Spit, bailing wire, and the force are behind the scenes holding this together right now. Gotcha. Duct tape. That's, that's Light side, dark side, side. holds the universe together. <laughs> and, uh, 
You're not selling it to prospective podcasts <laughs> too well. <laughs> Come to our station where then we're held together no by like prayer. <laughs> now for some stations that might work, yeah. depending on the nature of your station. Exactly. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. You'll be out exactly no money. Right. Right. True. Well, yeah. the only thing I've played this week was Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. So the new um, expansion, I guess it's an expansion. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed sorta. to be an add-on campaign, but they, it's basically an expansion. It's they of, came it's back. A long time. Well, they came out and said, you know, we just started writing and we realized that this is bigger than what we thought it was going to be. So it's actually a full out. Plus, they incorporated a lot of little tweaks that made a big difference. I think so. Yeah, so I started playing that. I haven't gotten too far along with it, but um, Shadowrun's always been near and dear to my heart. Yeah. So it's uh, the first the first game was great, and yeah. this one so far is is looking pretty good because they have I don't know if it's just like the character building. The be- they have the best characters. Like you right away like hate somebody or yeah. really like somebody nice. or you know feel protective over somebody. Yep. It's like right off the bat. They're really good about just like knocking that out right off the bat. So you're really into the game first couple of actions that you've yeah. done. So Well, they actually, I mean, they talked to that because I'm obviously a lot farther in it than yeah. you are. And I like this. I mean, I like the first game a lot or the first, you know, campaign a lot mm-hmm. the second campaign has been awesome it's exactly what i wanted and really they took a lot of the feedback from the first campaign where you started off as like the lone shadow runner and eventually you got some people on your team but you didn't interact with them that much and now in this one you like when you make your dude you're part of a team already and like you have characters that are there with you through the whole time there's a lot of like kind of the classic bioware or D where you have uh, folks in your party and you talk to them and eventually you unco- depending on how you interact with them you uncover more of their backstory and stuff so I think they did a really good job on that they gave you an actual like base of operations that has right. stuff that's interesting to do in it which is nice they gave you a choice of what missions to go on which is very Shadowrun as well you know you should be picking your jobs not come just, back to your hub not just yeah. going through exactly. a you know linear so you're not going less, necessarily less through a chain no there's here. an overarching issue that you're mm-hmm. trying to deal with but in the There's how you're things, getting to yeah. there because i mean I've, you, you know they put in a mechanic where you have to earn a certain amount of money to advance the story and so that you choose whatever jobs you want to do and some of them they come to you and say like this job has some moral consequences for it it you know you have to go murder somebody if you're cool with this take this job if you're not cool with it don't take this job so <laughs> So basically, the first campaign, you started off as a level one character. Yeah. And you had to go into town and find a quest and get your stuff. You just kill 10 hundred billion scorched rats. Bring back 10 bear asses, yes. (laughs) Right. And then in the second campaign, you're you're established, you're like a level 10, and you've got your team built already, you've already worked with... Some of the people in the team, because you always get, you know, I mean, people die off, so you always get new people coming in and out, but you've got an established team. So I think that's why it's, yeah. you know, you're jumping in there already into the action. There's a lot that works better. Do you need to have played the first one to play the second no, one? No, it's no. totally new character. Um, new campaign, new you character. Appreci- obviously, you appreciate more. some things. Like, one of the biggest issues I had with the first game is obviously Shadowrun, for those that don't know, is a mix of technology and magic. So, you have everything from somebody that can hack into the global internet, which is called the Matrix in that game, of a la, you know. Mm-hmm. No, it was actually precursor to the movie. But it's much in the same Reeves, way. It's a yeah. virtual reality that they can go Doctor into. Doctor Who has been calling their version that. 
the Matrix yeah. for decades. So, I mean, it's, it yeah. is what it is. So you have that, but you have people that specialize in doing that, which are called Deckers. Deckers. And... In the first game, if your main character wasn't a Decker and you ran into a something that you needed to hack, um, except for some very scripted events, you couldn't hack it. In this game, now when you go over to it, it goes, pick the person in your party to hack this. Right. It's yeah. like, my Decker now can oh, walk over and hack yeah. this. Right. This is so you, much better. You, the one with yeah. the keyboard. Or Get like a here. lot of like times where it's like, you know, you need a strength of whatever to, to open this passage. Well, if you have somebody in your party that has it, you can say, send that person and go do it. And it, Gunfire, that little up there. thing of Street just, just making your group actually be functional and not be like, well, nope, sorry, your main character can't do it, so nobody can do it. It's like, right. really? Gunfire, do the dance of shame. Because <laughs> so. God forbid the person behind you can't push the door open. Right. Uh-huh. You're in fright, so it has right. to be you. No, but, yeah. uh, but still, it was very enjoyable. The first game was very enjoyable, but again, the second game, I just started playing it, and it's it's the world is just such a good world. Is what no, it, yeah. is. it sounds like this is a, this is a good story of crowdfunding spent well. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and the deliverable exceeding your expectations. Well, or, yeah. Or meeting or meeting your your happiest of expectations. And the fact that they went back and and really change stuff for the second campaign because all of it was crowdfunded. I mean, right, but they also are community, they're yeah. in touch with the community and, and are giving them what right. they like. And they didn't actually go out and say, well, we'll just make the second campaign then we fulfilled our obligation and we're done. This right. one, they really did come back and uh, you know do a huge set of improvements on it. So, they, uh, but they seem to listen. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that whole team seems to really pay attention to their fans. They, they have a passion really for listen. their for their world. They and have their product. such a passion. Yeah. That's why I love and it them shows. All. Well, in the land of uh, them doing it right, and apparently others not doing it quite as yeah. right, um, Hollywood and the game industry emulating each other in not the best ways, because things are happening to visual effects houses very similar to they're happening to game development houses. Yeah. They are creating wonderful products and seem to be psychotically incapable of doing it in a way that can be done profitably. So we have, you know, the, the visual effects house that did Life of Pi, award-winning, shutting down, bankrupt because they can't, the, the bids they are getting are ridiculously low for the amount of resources they have to spend to do it to the levels that the directors desire. And we have Irrational Games delivering you know, little things like the Bioshock nice. series. Um, and Infinite, which sold extremely well, but needed to sell unbelievably well in order to be a profitable endeavor, since it merely sold exceptionally well and didn't sell unbelievably well, Irrational Games is essentially shutting down or shaving down to 15 people, Mm -hmm. and it's actually turning into a different business entity and are shedding basically the the team that brought you Bioshock Infinite. Well, that's not... I don't think I've read anywhere where it said 2K Games came and said, we're going to shut down Irrational Games. Irrational Games was shut down by Ken Levine. Right. Yeah. Internally, because what they agreed to be paid was less than what they spent internally to develop the product. 
This is this was a. a Where did you see the, what article are you looking at? That, that it wasn't that. in this article. Okay, because I've read articles from Ken Levine who basically said I'm done working with a big studio, and his reasoning that he gave never mentioned oh, yes. money. And the the article that I that I read was basically taking him to task with. Here's what Ken Levine is saying. Okay. Here's what people leaving the studio are saying. Okay. Let's compare and contrast well, you these. Gotta, you got to come with some hard facts here, man. Because I've right. you know there's articles in the, the right. that Barry's going to link. The reach, no, in and the it doesn't. Say that at all. So you're throwing no, conjecture. Ken Levine has been, <laughs> has been hitting the interview circuit hard mm-hmm. to make sure his side of the story is what gets put out there. So this is an artistic decision. This is I want to work with a more I work better with, with a smaller, smaller team. studio. Yeah, smaller um, team. And the flip side articles I've been reading are basically people saying, yeah, he does work better with smaller teams because this experience with him working on with him on a large team was unbelievably bad and led to severe cost overruns because mm-hmm. he would be making these sweeping decisions that had massive design implications because they were artistically right and right. and were correct and good from a storytelling standpoint but were profoundly out of touch with the realities of what kinds of resources were required to pull it off and at what stage in the development that direction was changed and it's like we just wasted a ton of work because we're not going that way anymore so it was it's a very seek out a lot of the articles on this topic because it's a really interesting look under the hood of how we get a, a really cool product like bioshock infinite um, the trick they seem to need to work out is okay. How do we do this consistently and make money at it so we can do it again? Well, that's you know how do you make money, right? You make money by delivering a product that people want to buy, and you make money by keeping the costs down while you do it. And step two is so they're like, they're they're struggling. Down. <laughs> well, they can they you can keep the cost down and deliver something that nobody wants to purchase. <laughs> or you can do, I can deliver stuff that nobody wants to buy and it costs me a ton of money. Right. I mean, there's things the that you can scenario. do. Yeah. There's things that you can do all the way along the way. But I, I look at that and say, you know, doing this now for a living, it is so easy to drive costs up Oh yes. stupidly. Um, and you, you, you you know, had a, You've had a deep look under the hood of software development. Your little sign, the yes, yes. Your your grumpy cat sign. My little grumpy cat sign. <laughs> the um, on the upside, Take Two Interactive is being more stand up about departing people who have been laid off mm-hmm. than a lot of other game developers have been in in the recent past. Mm-hmm. So they're getting a lot of praise in the press for giving good pe- people good severance packages, helping them interview yeah, they elsewhere. Yeah, a huge job fair, yeah. I believe. And Rather than yeah. just saying, see ya, see ya, which is what a lot of other right, developers right. houses have done. <laughs> um, Yay. Yeah. Um, and just kind of wash their hands at people and say, well, go find another job, yeah. have fun. Yeah. No, they, I mean, it's, it seemed to be handled as uh, amicably as could be as done. As a massive downsizing could be yeah. done, yeah. Um, but, I mean, and, you know, 2K will still own... Bioshock, so I don't think it's going to affect that too much. They've Even, not announced anything new. They haven't announced anything one new, but they've already come. come out and said, you know, this is a beloved franchise. We are going to keep it. Going. We would be fools yeah. to not to continue. So to I don't think it. you'll see that. But obviously, you won't have Ken Levine involved. Which you know, if they can get the right writers for it, I think it'll still be really good. Bioshock Two wasn't a Ken Levine property, and that one it. 
kind of started rough, but eventually got Ended really well. good at the mm-hmm. end. So I think, you know, again, he was, it can he was be part done. of one and infinite, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the only ones he worked on. Um, and, you know, pretty uniformly, you look at people's reactions to those games mm-hmm. and it's like the end product was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People loved it. Um, it's just a matter of getting it done the way, I mean, he, his approach is, is saying, I need to work with fewer people in a more concentrated fashion. Yeah. So I'm taking the cream of my team, and we're going to go off and do awesome things together. Yeah. And be very interesting to see what what they, awesome what, they, what they, do, they may already be working on. Right. Who knows? Well, I think also in this age of story-driven, I mean, I think he's probably looking at um, Take Two and saying, well, look at how, what they're doing with Walking Dead and with uh, mm-hmm. The Wolf Among Us. Like, story-driven is a big deal now. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a lot of people deal. are really in, you know, those games are doing well, so... That's always been his strength, so maybe he's looking at that and saying, I can definitely flourish. And Take Two is probably like, yeah, we'll give you a chance to do that. Because, or, uh, God, I forget, who does? Telltale. Telltale. That's, yeah, Telltale. So I'm sure Take Two is looking at Telltale and going, well, they're doing well enough. Yeah, we'll give you a... We'll we let got you, this guy over we'll here let you run with that it. locked up. Yeah, that whole yeah. storytelling yeah. thing, he's right, good. Right, yeah. So uh, good luck to all those who mm-hmm. um, got caught in the layoffs. And may you bring us uh, more Bioshock goodness. More goodness. In, in the short order. Actually, in or order. the past. Yeah. Either one would work. Or, or multiverses. Or, know. or any you know, <laughs> sideways moving anyway. Right. Do we know how many employees that was? I uh, thought I saw somewhere that it was like 75. 75 yeah, it was a significant it. number. Yeah. And they're down yeah. to 15 on the new team. So it was from 75 to 15. Yeah. Mm, from 90 to 15. They kept that. So it was... It yeah. was 80% layoff. It was essentially yeah. irrational games going away because they're basically winding that down as a business entity, and then the the creators are going to go off and do something else, right? Together, yeah. right? But okay. it won't be irrational games anymore. Nope. Uh, no. Shed a tear for the passing and the change. And yeah. The, True. Uh, moving my spreadsheets. Who moved so my cheese? <laughs> don't touch my career day. I guess I saw. I was reading the the articles next to the one that was posted. Um, they brought in fifty seven studios. Mm-hmm. To uh, do a career day with the 75 so that we're going. So hopefully. Rec- let's recommend them to you. That's one and a half per studio. Come on, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, let's you hope. Do it. Spread them out. Come on. One and more than a half one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we may, we may one or two. Choose. Right, right. <laughs> it's um, an adopt a thon. Come on. Yeah. Who are you taking home today? Exactly. <laughs> so during, All these puppies must go. <laughs> during our, our sick days and things, um, a thing <laughs> came into being. Um, thing that only the internet could come up with. Well, we talked about this last show we did. Yeah, time before this, it had just come into being. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we were we, we were laughing at the way that the little uh, the little guy would go left, right, left, yep. right, up, down, up, down, up, down. Up, up, down, up, down. Open, and many right. comics yes. have been done about that, <laughs> yeah. and many jokes have been made. Yes. This is Twitch Plays Pokemon. Pokemon. Right. So if you haven't been paying attention, it's basically someone set up an emulator to play uh, Pokemon Red. Red, I think. And... The control scheme was from the Twitch chat channel. Right. So it was Twitch TV showing the video, and then people could, in either anarchy mode or democracy mode, input commands into the chat stream to be interpreted by the game emulator. Right. And basically, you could send any of the buttons from the, the Game Boy to Pokemon Red. 
Well, see, and I'm not aware, at least when we first read the story, didn't they didn't have anarchy can, versus democracy that came, mode. That, that, that came, it came was in a later just, patch. So it was pretty impressive. They were all, Anarchy is what we started with, which right. everybody was putting in inputs, and whatever input the game next Got read, next is what it that did. was what it did. So it went around, and somehow they managed to beat the first trainer yep. in that mode, which is amazing, considering when you stare and watch it, the guy just kind of <laughs> walks ridiculous. in circles, and the menu's open, and, yeah, like, and you're constantly getting errors and stuff, but somehow they beat the first trainer. But then uh, somewhere along the line, they introduced the ability to put it in democracy mode, which instead of it being next input, it would say, we're going to open up voting for what what the next next input input should be. And whoever won that voting over that time, was that was the input. And they were using that mode. But the community could also... Switch it back and forth. And anarchy mode began consistently winning. Right. Um, Because people may or may not have been writing bots because as of a couple days ago... There was a string of commands where the first letter was "never gonna give you a." Ah, that's funny. It's like so clearly people yeah. have designed systems to infiltrate Twitch sure. plays Pokemon, but so they Rick ruled. They Rick ruled. Yep. And, Twitch plays Pokemon. As often. of two two and a half days yeah. ago, they've managed to beat they the game. They beat yeah. it. They got it into democracy. They were able to beat the elite trainers and yep. win it. And it took them like sixteen or seventeen days. Which is pretty impressive. Remarkable when you consider just yeah. the completely just the chaotic nature. Yeah. And the fact they had like 122,000 people on that channel at, at any one given time moment. Right. Throwing mm-hmm. out a command. I think overall. That, and basically, like, it's going around the world as the time zone shifts. So yeah. basically, saying Australia is claiming, Pick it hey, up. we won the game because yeah. it was you know the time. <laughs> and the number of people like, I slept through us winning. I know. No! But now that in, in more breaking news... Twitch Plays Pokemon just started up again an hour ago, this time in the Crystal version. Yeah. So they've moved on to a new emulator, and they've changed it such that top of every hour, democracy mode is engaged automatically. Yeah. Ah. And then can be voted back into anarchy mode by the players, but it it returns on a regular schedule just as another wrinkle, another refinement to the system. It's still thousands of people in the the Twitch chat channel sending commands to this one game (laughs) emulator to see, and apparently they've already gone and gotten the mysterious egg, and that, and there's all spawning meme after meme yeah. after meme after because this is all Reddit community and 4chan community people who are into this. Yeah. So just reading Reddit has been a bit of a challenge lately because I've not uh. really been paying attention. I just I'm peripherally aware that this exists. Yeah. And just the front page is flooded over and over again <laughs> with Twitch with Pokemon. Bird yes. Jesus apparently was and and they, they had the two different fossils and, and it was like the, the religious battles between the, the different people who and it's just, uh and I don't understand any of it. it. Looks hilarious. I understand they're passionate about this thing they're in it was like get off my damn front page. <laughs> Take it to your subreddit and leave it there. <laughs> Take it to your subreddit. So oh yes, they won red, yep. and now they're now they're now they're moving on. forward. Yes. So there's more Bigger, to be had. Yeah, they said apparently monsters. democracy mode has lasted about three minutes. Three minutes each At time. time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. In practice, so far, democracy has not lasted more than three minutes. Nice. Nice. So uh, anarchists reign supreme in Twitch plays Pokemon. Pokemon. 
Yeah. Which is hilarious. It's awesome. It's crazy. Well, it makes me wonder, now that this is a thing, you know, someone is going to come up with another emulator. That oh, yeah. Group well, they've already, even on one of the, I think it was Game Informer, had like other games we'd like to see. And yeah. it was like Resident Evil or oh my you know, God. anything <laughs> that like involves movement would be pretty funny. For, the problem with Resident Evil, though, you, is you, you die. You die every three seconds. And then right. how does it, I mean, you'd have to code in the, how is it going to reload and all that type of stuff. But See, I want to put them in, I want to put them in a modern game like Daisy, which is already total mayhem player killing, and put that NPC in there and see what happens. Because you just see the guy in the field, and then someone comes and shotguns yeah, him in the face and takes his beam. Die. That's not as fun. You gotta yeah. have some. I read a great review of Daisy, which basically said, logged into the game, walked 20 paces. Guy shot me in the knee and took my beans. <laughs> <laughs> then a hero came along and shot the other guy. Shot me in the other knee and took my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the last guy came, took my backpack, shot me in the head. 11 out of 10. Would play again. Right, right, right. It's like all these horrible things happened to you, and you loved yep. every damn minute of it. Yeah. Took my beans. Took my beans. <laughs> took my beans. My beans. <laughs> Uh, apparently, apparently that's, that's according to all reading the comments that's Daisy in a nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And there's a lot. There's like a ton of those types of games now out. Yeah, uh, Rust I think is another one. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Rust is hilarious because you basically you start out naked. Right, right. You literally are building yourself up from a naked guy right. in the forest. And nice. go. Yeah. And some great comics I've seen on that was basically you know, one guy who, who has a little hut and. Going out and getting fellow naked players, and oh, here I will, I will show you the way of fire and pants. And then, as he's walking, the guy towards the hut gets behind him and just beats him on the yeah. head with a rock. Ah, that's yep. not nice. Yeah, because that's player. That's 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 internet yep. games in a nutshell. I'm anonymous yes. and I control you. I there was a good video you. though where they had a guy running around. And he was like, "Look, I, I'm I'm a reporter." And <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying to interview people. Half the time he was fun, getting fun, killed, fun, fun, but fun. other times they're like, "Seriously?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." So tell us about it. how's it. You know, what have you done? And like this one guy's like taking people prisoner in his house and stuff. And he's like doing this interview. Doing <laughs> yeah. this interview about how he's taking people prisoner in his house. Welcome to the 21st yeah, century. It was oh so my strange. God. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. All right, we got our on. Uh, how is eth- how is ethical free to play Path of Exile faring? How is that going for them? How's that working out for them? Apparently, pretty good. That's working out for them really yeah. good, actually. As we go from trolling on the internet to yeah. hey, maybe we're not ethical. all complete bastards. Yeah. So something created like this is one of those like if I had just a smidge more time, I would actually play this. Because I haven't played Path of Exile probably for a year, and it was in beta when I last played it. But it's a really cool Diablo 2 style, you know, three quarters view Dungeon action crawler. RGB. Yeah, go around, murder things. Squads as as massively online as Diablo 2 was, in that you can go to a <laughs> town and see some people, and if you want to group up, you group up and then go actually kill things. Uh, but, but you could play it alone. But you can play it, and you can play this one alone as much okay. as you want as well. And but this one is free to play mm-hmm. in that free means there Absolutely. is no, uh, you know, XP boosters. There's no equipment. There's nothing to there's buy. No real. There's no microtransactions game at all. But somehow it's all, cosmetic. it's all cosmetic, and they've gone on to the point where they can make an expansion for it. They have items for clothing and visual effects that range from a buck fifty to seven bucks, all the way up to pets that confer no benefit other than vanity that cost over a hundred dollars. A hundred and ten. Basically, people contributing to the development. Basically, Basically, at that point, it's people going, you know, this game is 
cool. I want to give you guys some money. And hey, I get a big blue scorpion for $110. And apparently they've sold a few hundred of these. So it's but it's basically an interesting way of soliciting donations yeah. from their player base and but giving them no Give play advantage. No play, no play advantage. advantage. Bragging rights. Right. I have the blue scorpion. I am a better fan of this game than you. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Observe my leetness. But apparently they also have packages that are $1,000 that include physical goodies and digital extras that are especially popular. These allow players just to personalize their character in-game and themselves in real life. They said that's brought in over a half a million dollars. On these packs. Holy sheep shit, Cosmetics. Batman. Cosmetic so. and, and t-shirts. Yeah, and basically. Uh, and clothes, yeah. And I was or whatever telling, else, but yeah. I was telling girl, you know I'd, I'd be the first one with the big blue scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> but still, because you're really, a sucker for that kind of thing. I know. In a world where, in a world where in there's a world. Just, you look at, you know, like we talked about last time, Dungeon Keeper on the mm. iOS. It's Ugh. like microtransactions from hell and all this stuff to, to basically say, we're going to make a really, really good game and then give people a way to give money towards it. Right. It's kind of la la like the indie humble bundles and that type of stuff. Like we've made a great game, give us what you want, and they're obviously able to thrive off of that. And that's pretty impressive. Hope for humanity yet. But yeah. Really, I've been immersing myself in the crowdsourcing stuff of late because mm-hmm. hey, I just ran an Indiegogo. Right. Yeah. And earlier or middle of last year, ran an Indiegogo for hey the aforementioned doghouse laptop that all of you bought for us. Yes, they discounted it in return for some advertising, but you guys paid for it. Exactly. So, and all the um, all the games that we backed too. Yes, uh, but also the the system I've been watching with some interest is a new one that's come about called Patreon, which is based on the the concept of the patron of the arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the oh, yeah. old old days, you would basically be bought by a rich noble. And they would fund your life in return for you creating art mm-hmm. in their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a patron of the arts, you you would you would patronize you know a singer or a composer or whatever mm-hmm. or someone right. who is. Are you are you taking the chillins to the aforementioned um, ice cream? God of ice cream. Yes, but you like something. Duh. <laughs> okay. would you like Duh. No, thank you. Um. And off they go. Yep. So. <laughs> Patreon is the modern incarnation of that where they can have a system of either per deliverable or per time period, people will patronize you. So they say, I'll give you five bucks a month, or I will give you a buck per episode of thing that you do or or thing you publish. Mm -hmm. And they have a delivery system for people who do the per item system. And it's a really neat and transparent way to do crowdfunding for people who are creating stuff in a, in a serial fashion. So it's really good for podcasts. So like comics. Right. You know, like Web comics or, or just art uh-huh. or the, I've been taking it for the podcasting angle because I've been, the different show hosts on the network are using it to great effect where they've said, we're going to launch a show or we have an existing show that we want to expand. Uh, so as an example, Morningstream has been doing four mornings a week for three years, mm-hmm. and they put up a Patreon page saying, hey, if you want to support us this way instead of however you're doing it for, move over here so we can count you yeah. and see what's going on, and they set specific goals for different funding levels. And they said, if we reach $5,000 a month in pledges, we will do a fifth show a week. Oh, cool. And of course, there was a stampede to $5,000 right. because people wanted their fifth day a week. 
and they actually had fun with it where they they shifted it to an evening show so it's and there was much fun and joking about oh is that the evening dump then if they yeah. the morning stream they settled on TMS PM nice um, <laughs> TMS PM anyway um, but that that kind of thing where you can say value if you value what I am doing please contribute to it very specifically yep so if you and, and so it's a matter of you can split your money up against the different creators that you enjoy and patronize them and, and and say to the world in a very targeted manner, I want more of this specific thing, please, which is the thing I've been enjoying most about just the internet in general and the, and how it connects people to each other is how we can find, and I've used the term, you'll find other members of the tribe, other people who love the things that you love and share Things that are very, sometimes done with a very specific fandom or a very specific fan base that would never have gotten wide enough appeal under previous systems we had before the internet allowed us to find each other. So this is exactly the kind of stuff is getting created because we've been able to find each other and and say more of that thing, please, from that guy. Right. Give me more, and here's money to pay for it and to keep your life going, so you can keep creating more of this thing that I love. Give me more of that kind of stuff, please. So I, I cheer for every successful Kickstarter. I cheer for every successful Patreon level because it means somebody has found someone else and the love is being shared and we get more awesome stuff because of it. More of that, please. Yeah. The internet used properly. Absolutely. Which brings us handily overdue to our next break. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Check out all the new shows on the network. Just come to the page, click on Shows, the list it doth grow. Click on Schedule. You will see who's on the air live when, as I desperately try and schedule things to avoid collisions. Because, of course, when Morning Stream came to me and said, okay, we've picked the evening, we're going to do TMSPM. <laughs> we want to do it Thursday nights. It's like, oh, Thursday nights. When everyone else already has shows, <laughs> you found the, the one, one night where I have no space. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'll find a way. <laughs> At that point, I was very happy I had the extra capacity of the special events channel, because that's where they're going to live for now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bastards. But I digress. It's a good thing I'm not bitter. Check out all the new shows on the network. There's likely something interesting going on there at any uh, hour of the day or night. Tune in live and participate because it is awesome and made of win. We shall return after I remember I was supposed to, you know... Cue up some music? Cue up some music. Because it's so difficult. Hush your face, woman. (laughs) I say, hush. Shut your mouth. (laughs) We shall return after this. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Our next performers, uh, we first encountered them. uh, Storm and I were doing uh, a couple of shows in the Pacific Northwest uh, with our friend Hank Green, uh, a show called uh, Nerds and Music, um, which is kind of like the off-brand version of Woodstock, I guess. Uh, And uh, these ladies... Cold emailed us. Just sent us an email saying we would love to perform in your show. That never, ever works. Ever. Except this one time. 
Because first of all, the email was short, it was to the point, and it contained links to two awesome songs by them. Uh, and the songs spoke for themselves. Uh, we were very happy to have them join us, and they absolutely owned the stage uh, and stole the show. Regardless of that fact, we are having them here at Woodstock tonight. <laughs> we are very pleased to bring to you the Double Clicks. Researched Chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com with Researched Chaos brought to you by the all-volunteer research team that hangs out on the forums at AlphaGeekRadio.com. <laughs> Staxa leans away from the mic to cough. Turn your head to breathe. <laughs> Turn your head and cough, what? Not to breathe, I'm not... <laughs> Luke. Mm-hmm. I have... That one hasn't been here in a while, so... Yes. <laughs> the, the mouth breather. <laughs> Gwen, you're Darthing. What? <laughs> uh, contributors this week include MacBit, not to be confused with MacButt, and... <clears throat> embrace myself. Mm-hmm. Get in Boba Stance and Boba Fetish. Thank you for contributing Boba Fetish so that I can say your name, because reasons. 
Because reasons. Because reasons. And, right. the f- and the first thing from the research thread is of tremendous moment to the people in this room. Yep. Because it could be awesome. Uh, sh- the list of metropolitan areas vying for the next expansion of Google Fiber has been released. And we're on it. Yep. Specifically our, not just the Phoenix metro area, but our, our specific city, sub-cities that where we actually no, live. No, just your sub-city. Oh, yours was not? Nope. Oh. It's Phoenix, Scottsdale, and Tempe. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Google Fiber may be coming to the Valley yeah. of the Sun. But if it gets here, once it's here, the expanding it isn't that... Uh, well, it's all a matter of how they achieve yeah. it. Because what they've done in other parts of the world, like Provo, they came in... And took over a bunch of dark fiber that was already in the ground. Oh, wow. So they got up to speed really fast there because it was basically a failed implementation. And I know that Phoenix Metro Area has quite a bit of fiber that has been laid that Quest, now CenturyLink, put down because the rules in place at the time was whenever they laid fiber for themselves, they were required to, to pull extra strands for competitive carriers. So there's a lot of fiber around the city is laying there idle that Google could come in and light up. Yep. So here's hoping light up that they come here real soon like and if nothing else I want them to announce that they're coming here to put the fear of God into the existing carriers here because if you look at the places they've rolled out previously all of a sudden the offers coming down from the existing carriers to their customers got real sweet real fast in advance of Google rolling out their product. Right. In the hope of locking people into terms and or just having them not not feel it's necessary to switch over to Google Fiber. So it's nothing but good news for the consumer because competition means yeah. we win. If they can get it in here. Exactly. If, if, well, they, they, just, they have, what, 39 different metro areas that they're yeah that i are mean competing for major slots. yeah major areas like portland san jose uh san antonio uh salt lake city salt, was in there salt lake city nashville atlanta charlotte and raleigh durham so we're at least we're on the list we're on the list but we're yeah, by no a means lot of, a lock for right this. right so obviously not going for i mean phoenix portland those are probably the and Atlanta. Atlanta's a very big city, too. Yeah. So those would probably be the biggest of the cities that they're looking at with San and Jose. We've got sprawl issues here. Yeah. We build out. We don't build right. up. Oh. Right. Yeah. Portland actually did a really interesting thing I wish more cities like Phoenix would do is they drew a circle around the outside of their city and said to the developers, we're not giving permits outside the circle. Yeah. We're going to force you to redevelop urban areas before we let you build out, out. any further. Yeah. And now Portland is the poster child of urban renewal right. and building beautiful things in a tight area right. instead of just ever pushing the border further out. Well, and yeah. staying within your means. That's, right. That's our problem exactly. we're running into here is that no we kidding. keep building out and we have no water. What water <laughs> There's no water problem yeah. right now. So We won't eventually run out of water and have already done so. Just we haven't realized that because the reservoirs don't empty overnight. Right. But you drive to Vegas and you look... At the very obvious level, where the water used to be mm-hmm. has not been for a very long time. Yep. We may have a problem. But it's one of those ones that can be very easily kicked down the road to the next elected official and say, oh, we had no idea this problem was coming because right. we can't do math. Right. Yeah. 
So, so well, coming back from here's, that little tangent. Here's to hoping. Yeah, yeah. May there, there's always hope. But the fact that Google is looking to continue to expand fiber, just nice. Where it's not just a hobby for them. Right. They are either planning. We're just gonna. We have committed. We're gonna be a global. We're gonna be a nationwide ISP, or. They're not done lighting a fire under the competitors right. to say, no, we're going to make you do it right by doing it right. Yeah. And showing consumers what they should be expecting. Yeah. Absolutely. I hope they Force keep... in your hand. Thank you, arch nemesis. <laughs> and now the world knows. She got ice, ice cream. cream. Yep. That's right. <sighs> so Google Fiber, soon. Come. Come. Yes. And then who wants to do the surprise to no one study? Surprised to know. Oh, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, study that internet trolls are oh. also terrible in real life. Wow, really? What yeah. a surprise! Who would have predicted this outcome on this study? Well, you never know. I mean, I guess it was possible that people were using the anonymous. That if you were a dick yeah. in the internet, that you were a nice person in real life? Well, that, or that you just weren't a t- complete tool in real life. And this study has proven that you are, in fact, most likely a tool in real life if you are a tool on the internet. Absolutely. Once a tool, always, always a tool. tool. Yeah. It's the tool equivalency uh, diagram. Yes. I For, mean, unless you're schizophrenic, your personality is your personality. Whatever do you mean? Who are you talking to? Shut up. I'm talking now. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think don't so. think I change that much when when I have an, an anonymity behind me, like when we play video games or when we play or when I'm online chatting with other people. That would be like having a radio personality or something. Come on. Yeah, but my radio personality is about the same as my personality. No, I mean, I think it's still interesting. Cause a lot of people would probably, you know, there's things you say on the internet or things you'd be willing to type on the internet that you may not say directly to somebody if they're right in front. It's that think, whole, think a they're real not long time. Yeah, That's right. true. There may be things that you say to people, right. but that doesn't mean you're not thinking them. Oh, okay? sure. Because you're, sure. in real life, you're thinking those things. You're just... You're just not saying right, it, but you're right. still thinking that. You have a filter that. that says don't say you that. You have a filter. Don't say that. <laughs> That's the only difference is that you're just not speaking them. Right. But you're still thinking all those things. Maybe you have a filter. Apparently some people just don't have that filter yeah. is the way it works out. So, yeah. Big surprise there. No. No. Not at all. No. <laughs> That's why that was from the, the surprise to no one department. Yeah. Jerks on the internet are jerks when you're in front of them. Yes. Hmm. Or at the very now, least, they're thinking it. You guys were massive Breaking Bad fans, were you not? I was. Uh, Grail was. Yeah. Yeah, this one I brought on there. I mean, obviously, I'm a, I am was a really big fan of the show. I think it's one of the best made uh, TV shows. But this is a weird one because they've... And I heard rumors of this. And I went, no, they can't really be doing this. But apparently... They are, and then not only are they doing it, but they're doing it with the show creator Vince Gillian saying, "I want to do this," because there's a there was a side character on the show named Saul who was the lawyer. He was the the he was the criminal, the ambulance lawyer. chaser type lawyer that gets involved with helping them launder basically the money from the meth enterprise, and then get as the seasons went on, became more and more involved in a lot of the things going on. But he still was always a side character. But they wanted to come back to these characters in a show called Better Call Saul, which was his tagline for his law office. Um, it was in a prequel, right? And they wanted to do it as a prequel to kind of, I guess, focus here's, here's where on his character. Here's where Saul came from. But the, the news here was that Aaron Paul, who played Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad, who now is also starring in the Need for Speed movie, 
uh, also says he is going to, you know, I guess is in talks to star in this show as well, which is really interesting considering I'm not sure because I don't know in the show is never given the sense that they knew each other up until the point when they met in the show. So I'm not sure how he's going to star. And then these two characters will never intersect or what, what it's exactly they're to, play, do to with tell it. stories about the, the two of them. Or maybe they did intersect, but they had a falling out. Hence they decide never to speak. to Never. Each other yeah. Again, we'll or, never acknowledge know. each other, but yeah. then they do speak to each other. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. It seems like a weird one to try to, mm-hmm. to, to, to correlate, but you know, we'll see. And, but I mean that they've even talked to, uh, Brian Cranston, who said, "Yeah, I'd be, I would be willing to reprise the character as well, just because he, you know, he enjoyed it but so he, much." But he would be unbelievably boring in that station. Yeah, he'd be so. super boring. He'd be, a, uh, he'd be the chemist. He'd be the, yeah, the he'd be a chemistry professor. teacher. Yeah. yeah, the nerdy professor. Now there is some stuff before. He was not even diagnosed yet. Yeah. Oh, right. This is all prequel. That's right, because it was. I wouldn't guess he would be more of a. A cameo, yeah. not. Oh, look, there he is. At the, he at couldn't the really store. do much with him at that point because, yeah, he was really. He had an interesting story before he became the teacher, which they went into on the show. But even then, if they get to that far back, then Jesse's character is going to be eight. like eight years old. So, <laughs> I mean, he's going to be like, yeah, kids, I got some hardcore. Pop box, yeah. Let's <laughs> snort, you know, some Smarties. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what exactly the the storyline is going to be there. I mean, I think Saul's a good character, but it is. I mean, even a lot of people have gone to them, going, you know, this is dangerously close to, you know, jumping the shark or mm-hmm. everything else. Nuke in the fridge, whatever phrase fridge, you're going to... Whatever yeah. phrase you want. That This one, it's like, why would you do this with a series that is so beloved and right. really had a start and an end that was very clear-cut? Well, it can be done. I mean, It you, can be done. You look at, before the studio started jerking it around, um, Babylon 5 Crusade. Sure. Set in the same universe, they had a couple character cameos at the, at the beginning and a, and a movie to kind of send them on their way. Yeah. And then an entirely new cast, new plot. Right. With threads pulled from the previous series, but totally new set of stories yeah. heading in a very different direction. You know, ship on excursion instead of station in space, but it's clearly set in the same rule set. Um, then the studio made sure. a lot of dumb decisions in the... Writer director took his bat in his ball and went home, but they were they proved you you can go back to the sandbox yeah and have it be still interesting with totally new characters it and it very much could be and I get it with the lawyer because the lawyer when you meet him is a, a swarmy but he's really he's a fun character he's really interesting but I'm you're guessing he didn't get into law to become a drug dealer's lawyer right off the bat so i'm sure there's some character story of how he movement of how he can get there i just don't get the introduction of aaron paul's right. character in that same vein Better call of story. Saul with just saul is the main with just saul the and then everything else being new or his like his lackeys and stuff so is you're fine. basically you're tilting your head at aaron paul like, that's is, the one i don't how get. is that how are work? they're going to merge those two i'm not sure but I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of instances of TV shows that have ended that you, yeah, I could go back and see prequels well, or see something afterwards that would on be On one good. hand, you have Aftermash. Sure. And then the other hand, what's another, I mean, and you see Heroes Reborn being talked yeah, about. Yeah, I saw that. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have no details. Other None. than the one executive producer 
coming over from the original, and that's that's it. That's how much. You, and it's like you chose this franchise to reboot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was insanely popular that for first one season. season. Yeah. And then it, was it so got insanely good, bad. Yeah, no, the first season was fantastic, yeah. but you moved as soon as you moved into the second season, it was like whatever. I'm, well, I'm out. They didn't stick to their guns because right. the original Bible said new set of heroes and powers yeah. every season. Yep. A new comic book series every season. Yeah. And they pulled back from it. Yep. Oh no, we got a popular villain in Siler. We gotta right. gotta milk him. Gotta milk him. Yeah. So the old way of doing things reasserted itself and pissed all over it. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. why would you take such a damaged, damaged goods like that that mm-hmm. ended horribly? Everyone says, "Oh, wasn't it terrible how that you know they, they yeah. took that great potential and wasted it, crushed it, and try and reboot that?" Well. Uh, it could be the story where we look back and well, go, What are you going to try and pretend that season cool two never happened? Hmm? It's like, are you just going to pretend that season two never happened? Nobody knows nothing. <laughs> like, well, I mean, what? or season you know. three or season four. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, I stopped after yeah. season two. Because you're intelligent. Like, yeah. Um, I actually watched. I watched all of it. All of it. Yeah. I am so sorry. There's, I mean, there were, there were some parts good episodes that were good. in between. Yeah. I mean, they, they broke singular. the rules of their own universe. Sing- yeah. They... Demonstrated, we have the power to bring people back from the dead with the magic blood. Right. Kill off the guy. Do we bring him back from the dead? No. We program Siler to believe he's him and shapeshift him into him. Because that's the easy way to solve this problem. Huh? Yeah. Go get the blood. Bring back the guy. <laughs> Nathan. Don't reprogram the psycho. <laughs> yeah. Season missed plot twist ever. ever. Yeah. That was season two, I think. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, like I said, season two was really bad. Season three was okay, as I recall. And season four, again, was like this. I mean, that's where. So we're going to follow Star Trek's then. Basically, yeah. Although Star Trek was opposite. The even ones, yeah. The even ones were good on this. I mean, everybody hits something with a show where it's your breaking point. And it's always variable for whoever that is. The did it for me. The Carney? That was season four, wasn't it? Or season three? It was just too much invented out of whole cloth. Like, what? Yeah. Where's this whole society of things? Yeah. The whole society of heroes of coming no, out. Obviously, you're hit your breaking point on season two if you couldn't handle the blood part. <laughs> that was that your, yeah. that was your have, break. You, if you're going to have a Bible no, the I rules, know. I know. obey them consistently. Everyone in that room knew about the blood yeah. and had access to it. I know. Ugh. Again, yeah. wasted potential like that pisses me off. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of potential. I didn't mind the Carnies all that much, if I yeah. recall. I thought that was Well, they had a good actor for their leader guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was great in the role. It just yeah. it was too, too out of left field for me. It's like, yeah. you're not, instead of carrying things through, you're bringing in this whole new framework. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm done. It wasn't good. So, no. I mean, no, we yeah, all no. agree it Definitely. was not yeah. good. So. It, was, it, could, it could have been it, so it much It could have been better. amazing, yeah. and yeah. yes, but they messed it up. Speaking of potential, the full trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy has been released to the interwebs and premiered on the new yeah. Tonight Show with Jimmy no. Fallon. No, it was Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Did I say Fallon? So you or said he? Fallon is on the Tonight Show, but yes. it premiered on Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel which is not the Tonight Show. Too many Jimmies, damn it. Um, There's a lot of Jimmies. Yep. A lot of Jimmies. <laughs> you right in the Jimmies. That's but right. anyway, so you watched it for the first time 
Daxa right before the show. Yes, yep. I did because I hadn't seen it. Me too. And oh, you had not seen it. I, I watched it at the house, but yeah, I watched so, it for the first time today. This is one I've been watching with some interest as a Marvel fanboy, a, a an unabashed Marvel fanboy. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But from the announcement, I've always kind of gone, huh? Yeah, that's kind of where I was at with it. I had never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I used to be a regular reader mm-hmm. of Marvel comics. And this is just one that had never showed up on my radar. So if I'm not aware of it, then they're really reaching. Right. Because they're trying to introduce the the galactic yes. aspect. Because everything's been very much Earth-contained. Earth and Asgard. Sure. And, and you know the nine realms mm-hmm. of the Asgardian movies have been where we've been hanging out. And they kept us firmly on the technology side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where there's a whole mystical, magical side oh, of the yeah. Marvel Universe. We haven't Waiting touched. for the Doctor Strange movie to happen. Right. And... So this is them, us stepping into the wider world of the decades and decades of space opera yeah. that Marvel has. So this is their their entry tool into that. Mm-hmm. And they are taking a risk with this film. Yes. Because it's a it's not a single character movie. It is an ensemble cast. It is yep. basically Avengers in space. With characters they haven't spent whole movies building up. And you, most people don't know. I, I almost. Did you ever heard of Rocket Raccoon? Well, yes, but only because we made fun of the name. Yes. Yeah. But only because of that. If it wasn't because of that, no. Yeah. I the the lineup. And your first instinct would be, is that a Hanna-Barbera property? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. right. Rocky Raccoon. Right. right. And Groot. Yes, Groot. Groot. The Ent, basically. Right. Yeah, he's the who, Ent. Who says one thing he has ever said in the comics. I am Groot. Right. That's right. Apparently can carry lots of emotion if said yes. properly by Vin Diesel. But Drax the Destroyer. Yeah. Who they've they cast a professional wrestler to play. Yeah. Ex professional for, for, wrestler. For, probably for the role. Back. Totally appropriate yeah. muscle hulkish muscle yeah. guy. He's done some other movies already right. at this point. Yeah. Um Zoe Saldana as the uh, assassin uh, girl. I her name. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Because she's of the G. Cute. Doesn't matter. And, yeah. and green, green body green, paint. Green yeah. and cute. Um, mm. And then our token human character, who's the guy from half human from Community. Park, yeah, part of Parks and Rec. Parks and Parks. Yeah, Rec. I he's don't. the. It was also the voice of the hero of the Lego Movie. Okay. Which was freaking awesome. I can't wait to yeah. get out to see Everything that. Everything is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that song is hilarious. Yeah. On a side note, but I, yeah, same yeah, totally same I sound like, wow, this guy's landing some roles. Some real good roles, yeah. <laughs> and the character name, as portrayed in the comics, was Star Lord. Right. So you get Star Lord, Drax, Gamora. That was yeah, Gamora. character. Groot, and, and uh, no, Rocket, Drax Rocket, Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. Hello. Okay, they're gonna have a hard time selling this to a large, and ra- it is broad a audience. And, it's and a he's a freaking raccoon, raccoon who loves heavy weapons. And and, and Grand Groot, Theft Auto. Groot is his, uh, <laughs> Groot is is his bodyguard. Groot yeah. is his so muscle. It's yeah. Groot, Groot is his muscle. But Groot is yeah. basically a pacifist, right? Because he's 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 a tree. He's, he's a, a tree. plant. Yeah. Right. He's Ned. Um. Yeah. So when I first started reading, plants like, can be pissy. Like, wow. What in the what hell are they, are they doing? That this is here? their next big ensemble, yeah. and it's going to do really important things for setting up future movies. Right. Because this involves Thanos, who we saw yes. hinted mm-hmm. at the end of the Avengers yeah. film. Mm-hmm. The collector, the collector who we saw yeah. hinted at Thor Dark World. Thor Dark World, right? And the collector is a major is the yeah, villain. He is the villain in this one. Yeah. Um, 
So it's a big deal. It's basically as much. It's more of a setup for most likely Avengers three. No, Avengers three is Age of Ultron. So they've, they've, oh, is they've it? gone. Oh, they switched. Oh, beg your pardon. Avengers two is Age of Age Ultron. of Ultron. That's what it's I mean. Just, yeah. So this is one is the bridge towards three, where we finally so. get our big bad Thanos. Right. Um. So you know a lot of story elements and future yeah. movie success can hinge on the success of this movie. So we, we were watching this trailer with some interest and trepidation. And I was just pretty much trepidation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have much interest. Whiskey, tango, fox a lot of trepidation. I was like, what is this? Like, so with, all right. with that trepidation, you recently haven't seen yes. it. How do you come away from the full trailer? What do you? How are you feeling? I was it? pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. It was. I would watch it. It was the right tone for a movie where I go, WTF, the trailer was basically them doing WTF to themselves. Right. Yes. And basically, you know, making fun. I mean, the best part of it is where they, it's like, who they call themselves the Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a-holes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, well, it's a good part with John C. Riley <laughs> as the guy who's like the warden or whoever's do the well, police I mean, chief it's doing it. it's full of fan service because yeah. John C. Mm-hmm. Riley there is in a Nova Corps uniform yeah. with the, the three lit up dots on his chest and everything and basically they've ir- arrested all of them right and they're just going through their rap sheets yeah. by way yeah. of the the contrived introduction of these people but the way they and john c Riley was the great choice for the guy to deliver it yeah. he's just like can you believe these and guys the, yeah and then what was the the guy's name is star what star lord peter jason quill also called star lord yeah. who calls him that Himself. Mostly himself. Mostly himself. Mostly. <laughs> they, start, they start the yeah. trailer with him getting busted, stealing something. Yeah. He says, who are you? And then the music cuts yeah. out. Dramatic moment. Star-Lord. Who? who? Oh, you know, Star-Lord. Star-Lord, legendary. Yeah. Rough, you know, legendary for, bad guy. Legendary yeah. criminal. Come on. Now, they, uh, yeah. So, they, uh, I mean, the big things for me will be... Don't do a movie that has the first half being backstory. Yeah. Like, this is a, Let's get a movie it. where you should just jump in and just have people roll Figure it out on the fly. Roll with it. I don't it. know if yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. care about the backstory no. of a raccoon. I or have, a tree. I have Zero interest. Well, and and his backstory is unbelievably complicated. I mean, you go, you read up on Rocket Raccoon and how he came to be I don't. is this massive story they told. It's... I don't Incred- and we don't need to know any no. of that crap. All I we need just to need know. to know is talking raccoon yeah, exactly. that shoots loves and big guns steals and steals things. cars. Yeah. That's awesome. And That's rides all we need. A, an enormous sentient tree around. Yeah. That's all you need to know for this movie for it to be awesome. Yep. And they also had uh, Karen Gillian in there as Nova. Right. Totally bald and done yeah. up in multicolored makeup. So that has potential. Because right. she and Gamora are set up at, right. uh, at odds with each other. Um... But the soundtrack that they chose, because one of... That was what hit it for me. <laughs> one of Star-Lord's links, few links that he has to Earth mm-hmm. is this classic Sony Walkman that he carries around with him with the orange foam, yeah. which anyone who ever owned ones will just say he can't have had it in space for that long without those turning to dust. Oh, right. no, absolutely. So how is he replenishing his orange foam? Where is he getting the batteries? And why hasn't the drive eaten the tape by now? Exactly. Because space technology. Apparently right. space technology obviously. is obviously for taking sure. care of things for him. It's obviously gravity that does yeah. Right yeah. those. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, he's actually, as they show him sneaking into the crypt where he's going, he's, like, he's actually pulling the headphones off and hanging them on the Walkman. But later... 
they're all doing the walk of shame after being booked, and they're walking by the quartermaster who's taking all their their stuff, stuff. They take and putting them away while they're being incarcerated, and he has hit play on the yeah. Walkman, and you can hear Blue Swede hooked on a feeling coming over the right. stage. <laughs> At that point, like, okay, now I see where they're headed with this. Yeah. <laughs> Because they kick in with that music and then they yep. do their obligatory action right. scenes yeah. Yeah. to montage, montage yeah. to the backbeat and eventually the chorus of Hooked on a Feeling. Right. Thankfully, not the Hasselhoff version. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's a place for Hoff, and this yes. is not this is yeah. not that place. So Rocket Raccoon is yep. Bradley Cooper. It voiced by Bradley yeah. Cooper. Voiced yes. by Bradley Cooper. And Interesting. Yeah, and I've, we've seen just one little clip. Of uh, they did after they released the um, trailer, they did little character vignettes for uh-huh. each of them. So they did a little bit behind the scenes with Vin Diesel voicing Groot, yeah. and they had a little bit where they had Bradley Cooper there voicing, and then the animated right. raccoon just doing it like two lines. Like, yeah. So they've been really sparing with showing a rocket raccoon doing other than, anything other than riding on Groot's shoulder and firing a high caliber weapon at right. people while while snarling. Um. So there's little vignettes you can find on Marvel's channel on YouTube that's focused on the characters and give you a little more backstory on them. But uh, releases in August this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that this continues their run of of above average the quality. quality yeah, yeah. Glenn Close is in it. Uh, yes, yeah, hmm. she plays the head of the Nova Corps. Yeah, Nova ah. Prime Real. Yep. Rail. Whatever. Um, and you know Nova is a whole character. Yeah. yeah. Basically, the Nova Corps for for people who who don't know the Marvel universe, they're basically the Green Lanterns of the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. space cops. Yep. So they're a part of this because they're obviously these are outlaws. Right. You know, our our antiheroes are always running afoul of the law. Well, they're trying to do the right thing. The, the whole yeah. heart of gold thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no shortage of tropes we're going to see in this movie. Sure. I'm just hoping. I'm hoping it does at least well enough for them to feel good about doing something like this again. Yeah. And they show every sign of being willing to because if you look at what they're doing on Netflix. Yeah. Where they're doing the individual, all New York City, Hell's Kitchen based heroes. But then they're going to do a team up movie, The Defenders. Right. Another C-list. Easily. uh, Mm. Group from the Marvel Universe. Much beloved by... A very small percentage of the reader base, but there's still awesome stories to be told there for those who have read them. That that must be what they looked at Guardians of the Galaxy and said, "No, we know we've got great storytelling potential because you've, apparently some of the runs of the comics are hilariously awesome." Yeah, just it's never been a big no. seller. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping this is people at Marvel slash Disney looking at their back catalog and. Picking out the quality stories with no regard necessarily to the existing popula- popularity of the characters. They so say, we've got our popular characters up there. We have our through line we can go back to to make money if we need to. But let's just tell good stories no matter who happens to star in them. I I like that motivation if that is what their motivation is because there's tons of really fun... There's There's... Decades and decades of yeah. great television and movies and Netflix series to be made without them having to write another new story. They already have them in the can. Yeah. In the back issues, you just have to cherry pick the good ones out of the crap. Sure. There's no shortage of crap back there, too. There's, oh, yeah. there's plenty of dreck 
populating the Marvel Universe where they just wrote it to get the issue out, or where one writer's transitioning to another and promptly yeah. jettisons everything, everything the previous pre- guy right, did. Right. Or usually it's in the entire team. Like, they finished a major story arc, right. and the entire writing and artistry team just went on vacation, right. and then they let the, the interns fill in, and you're <laughs> like... Intern month is one of the most fun things that Marvel would do, though. Have you ever... Hell? They used to do an in, at, really? uh, intern month where they would let the interns take over, and put all these dumb jokes and things oh, into the, the, the issues just on a lark. Yeah. Um... But I don't think they do that anymore, unfortunately. No. But there's, def- there's one thing that, that has turned me off of comics is the, the incredible inconsistency sure. of a title as the writers change. Yeah. I mean, even huge scale things where in Amazing Spider-Man, they brought in a writer that hated the fact that MJ and Peter Parker were married. Mm. And within a couple of issues, had them doing a deal with Mephisto to unmake the reality that they were ever married in return for saving Aunt May's life or something. Really? Aunt May, the woman who's lived a full life and should die happy. Yeah. Um, They contrive to have them trade the potential of their lives together for her life. Jesus. Just completely made some, just because he hated the idea, didn't want to be married, and wanted it to have never happened. Huh. It's like, that's not storytelling. That's That's retconning. That's retconning (laughs) and peeing all over your predecessor's work. So that that so yeah. there's there's plenty of that crap that they can avoid, mm-hmm. but in between there, there's some pretty awesome story arcs. Sure. So I'm hoping that they will they'll continue down there. I'm hoping this does well and encourages them to mine through their yeah. story. Their or at least just keep trying stuff. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, well, they certainly absolutely. now that they're Disney, yeah. they have Disney Lucas Arts Lucasfilm. Marvel combo juggernaut of that was a crazy combo. Who would have thunk it? Well, I would never have predicted it. I mean, seriously, Star Wars, Disney. Well, they're not they're not hurting for resources. But it's encouraging to see them make bajillions on the Avengers and obviously Iron Man and everything else, and not just go, well, we got a ton of money. Let's make more like our investor. You know, our investors are going to be really happy, and that's it, and not do anything with it. At least they're saying we've got tons of money. Let's try some stuff out and see what else we can get to stick. No, it, it always lightens my heart when I see artist showing out of Hollywood, shining out of Hollywood a little bit where our motivation is to tell a good story and make good art. And this decision was based on that. Right. And we also hope we make some yeah. money. We think it's, we think it's a good enough story to tell, but it's a risk and we're going to take the risk because yeah. we know it's a good story. It's like, ah, that's why, why you people were supposed to get into this business. Mm-hmm. Right. This is supposed to be your motivation. Right. What's my motivation in this scene? Dollars? Okay, we've had, we've seen Highlander two, uh, plenty of things like that that have been 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 pooped out of Hollywood <laughs> simply to make the buck. The yeah. whole the whole sequel equation, yeah, where they pretty much are guaranteed to make two thirds the money that the original did just on the strength of the original, no right. matter the quality of it. The, so they say, hmm, this is as close to a sure thing as we're gonna get. Yeah. crap that script out. Let's get it up on the screen so we yep. can get that money. It's like, Ugh, no more of that. Apparently, re- redoing a movie from the 80s must be have a similar return value yeah. on it. I mean, what's the latest? RoboCop. Mo- yeah, Robocop. well, RoboCop, which is basically one of the greatest satires of all time, redone with no satire. Right. Yes. Redone with a straight face. Yes. Why? They didn't need to, and they totally missed the point. Yep. Good thing I'm not bitter. Um, there's another reboot... Um, announcement I saw that just had me face palming. Another 80s era. 
I have no idea. They've done. Freddy it feels like they've done. No, don't give them any ideas. He's already yeah. been rebooted like <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason. I'm waiting yeah. for them to like start rebooting like the John Hughes Breakfast films. Club, yeah, Breakfast and... Club and Sixteen Candles and all that. Oh, you know. speaking of, just a moment of silence to honor the passing oh, yeah. Harold of Harold Ramis. Ramis. Yes. Yeah. In fact, we've got uh, quotes that are his fault. Um, <laughs> his fault. Yeah, we would not have these quotes in the in the drop-in panel without. Him and now my eyesight is going. Uh, just now. Don't just now, my I do when they're out in the car, right where they are completely useless to me. Nice. There we go. That's great actual physical contact. Physical contact. Yeah. Um, one of the memes that comes up on uh, Reddit quite frequently is the Bill Murray character from Caddyshack. Oh yeah. And the tagline is, "So I got that going for me," which is nice. And then people put in whatever they want, and right. the one honoring uh, Harold Ramis I thought was nice. Harold Ramis died, but he left this movie and dozens more like it behind him so we can always remember him. So I got that going for me. Right, which right. Which is nice. Which is nice. So, blaze the way for us, Harold, and thank you for everything you gave us. We loved it. It was good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Damn good stuff. Ghostbusters, come on. Caddyshack, Animal House. Yep. The list goes yeah. on. You know what's really funny yeah. is I'm not a big Caddyshack fan. I have, to, I have to be in a very. Chef. I have to be a very particular mood. I mean, it is so seventies. Oh yeah. But well, Animal, Animal House, House is too. I can yeah. Animal House, House is more. Yeah. Timeless. Ghostbusters yeah. can get into Ghostbusters. Can yeah. not get into Caddyshack. Animal House was you know filmed in the seventies, set in the late fifties, early sixties, and is single-handedly responsible for reviving. Yeah. The. Um, Greek the culture. Greek, the Greek right. culture. It, it was it's dying in funny. universities. And then that movie came out and everyone wanted to be in a frat again. Yeah. Because yes. it looked awesome. Because yeah. like, all you did was drink and party. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and apparently hide dead horses in the dean's office. Yes. 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 Yeah. Of course. <laughs> There's supposed to be blanks in this gun. It is blanks it's in this gun. Good. Yeah. You it's a type of a heart attack. attack. <laughs> Meanwhile, Belushi's in the background going, holy shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was, I mean, Yeah, classic. you mean Senator? The Senator. Senator and Senator Mrs. John and Mrs. Blutarski. Yes. Right. right. <laughs> and Daniel Day, whereabouts unknown. And and yeah. we and we know that, you know, Senator John and Mrs. Blutarski grew up to be House of Guards, Frank Underwood. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I totally see that through line. Mm. <laughs> that is Bluto. Oh, God. Brother D-Day, Brother Bluto, what are you doing here? So, anyway. I'm just throwing this woman in front of a train. Thanks very much. <laughs> On that bombshell, shall we wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, so slightly foreshortened show, but not by much, because we got off on a little bit of a really Marvel uh, tangent there. That's right. Uh, so, Marvel, the sh- the the too long didn't read version of our little rant here is don't screw this up yeah well could be great please no i already was expecting them to screw it up so now (laughs) it's just you know pleasantly surprised let's see what happens yeah i'm I'm to the let's see what happens now phase of interest so okay so you're you're doing the whole um django and chain thing of you're in the middle ground of they have your attention right and if they do it right they will have your interest yeah yeah so i see what you did there yep all right, thank you for tuning in and listening live if you did. Thank you for downloading and listening off live if you did that. You can find us on the World Wide Web by coming to www.alphageekradio.com. 
all manner of goodness can be discovered there. More and more live shows. If you prefer to consume via the social networks, you can find us on Twitter. The network is Alpha Geek Radio. The show is Hardcore Casuals. I am on there as Gnomewise. She is on there as Iolite underscore CH. You are there as Daxa CH, D-A-K-S-A, not D-A-X-A. So D-A-K-S-A-C-H. And he is on there, but not very often, as Izzy Grail, I-Z-Z-Y-G-R-A-I-L. You can find us on Put Your Face in the Book. Just do a search for Casually Hardcore for the show and a search for Alpha Geek Radio for the network. All kinds of things get announced there as well. And you can send us your hate mail and your revisionist history and why we're wrong about everything to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. If you want to listen mobile, you can go to mobile.alphageekradio.com. If you prefer the app approach on your various devices, tunein.com hosts copies of our stream. Just load their app on your device of choice, and the devices they support are many, which is why we partner with them, including set-top boxes, smart TVs, and home smart stereo systems. Just go to tunein.com and click on their supported devices link, and you'll see a very long list there. Install their app and just do a search for Alpha Geek Radio. You'll see all the channels reflected there. Make them all your favorites, and you can tune in live through the device of your choice, wherever you happen to be, and whenever we happen to be on the air. Thank you to all the volunteers behind the scenes that make our shows possible, uh, the research team, our very own producer, nay IRC rep, the Barry Vaughn Awesome, a.k.a. Barry Va. Oh, sorry. Barry V-A. What? Nothing. Nothing. The guy in the place yeah. with the stuff on his face. Oh, God. You have a very sick mind. I was talking about Reginald. What were you thinking? Huh? 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 You obviously weren't paying attention to IRC. No, I'm busy looking at my uh, spreadsheet. But I digress. And now I'm going to look there and be have the eyes scorched out of my head. No, 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 no. It was it was a while ago. Oh, I see. All right. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Eyelight. I've been Dexo. And I've been Grail. And until next time in Bat Channel and Bat Place, we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.